What say you, Squeezer? What say you, Ryan? Uh, a joke only you and I get. That's what the Rad Years is all about. The Rad Years podcast is all about jokes that you and I get and no one else. <laughs> it's the, the entire purpose of this program is to amuse ourselves. Technically, that's true, but... But if we can spread love and joy and fond memories, so be it. Yeah. Yeah, or misery. Or misery. But why would you still listen if we were making you miserable? That's true. Um, people do oh, like... I, th- I, I thought I think you were our, setting me up for... Uh, our loved ones listen to it, just to, you know, that we might be making them miserable by forcing that. My uh, my mom just said, oh yeah, I want to listen to... Because we're, we're talking infomercials today and okay. asked about a particular product that she did buy via... An infomercial. She's like, that's right. I want to listen to your show. I'm like, no, you can't. I curse too much. And we really took her to task for not letting you watch Pee Wee Herman. That is also <laughs> true. Uh, she, does, she doesn't want to have to relive that. Is there like some sort of air handler in your... Oh, no. That Well... Hold on. I'm going to pop you down. Oh, yeah. There's some sort yeah, of... Yeah, that's me. Okay. No, uh, believe me. It's my 70-year-old furnace. That ah. Is. Why is the furnace running? It's 4,000 degrees at. Because well, not anymore. Uh, you have to down. keep the boiler at temp. Otherwise, it creates sulfuric acid and needs to do the damn thing. And that's what I was told. I think it's a lie. Yeah. I shut off the emergency breaker come June so they can go screw themselves. <laughs> I plan on selling this house by the time uh, that's going to happen. So then it's on the next people. So if let you're it, listening, don't buy this house. Let it be their problem. Anyway... Uh, so what do we, t- I forget what we're talking. Oh, we have some other things to talk about first. We do. So last week, you know how I said that there's two new flavors of Oreos coming out. There's the, uh, maple syrup and waffles flavor. Yes. I was kind of disgusted by that. See, I'm excited for that, but that's me. Other, the, another flavor is the firework Oreo, which has kind of pop rock, red, white, and blue pop rocks in, mm-hmm. the, in the cream. And then there's also a third flavor released Mississippi mud pie Oreos, which probably just tastes like an Oreo. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, but anyway, I have had some official taste testers of the fireworks Oreos, and two to three really enjoy the popping feature. Yeah, I don't, I'm a very much a texture guy. That's why I hate mushrooms, that, and they taste like dirt. Yeah. So that's the other end of the spectrum, where you have mush versus things exploding in your mouth. Uh, things exploding in your mouth. Huh, Squeeze? Getting a little dirty. Remember when you said our uh, family's going to listen to this right. show? Right. I hope your mom never listens to this. She wouldn't understand it anyway. She wouldn't. I think if I take some of your low end out, it gets rid of that. It does. I used audio board magic uh-huh. to fix the problem. <laughs> That's science, I think. I plugged the USB mic in, and then we had to. You had to use the internet to figure out how. Uh, <laughs> No, that I figured out on my own. I couldn't find the Hong Kong well, we manufacturer audio website of that. Follows video. Of course, right. the microphone feature would be in the video drop-down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. Squeezer is remotely doing this podcast again, and it's... It was, it was one of those weeks. It's about 1 a.m. East Coast Standard Time. 
three and a half hours to play ten innings of baseball. Who would have thought? Uh, we love our job. Anyway, there is well, – so that's all I got about there's, – there's really nothing else I got. I can't, I can't do it every week. I'm going to run out of good ideas. You're going to end up looking like me. going to end up looking like you. Do you have news? Um, What's this first card all about? Oh, well, that's, a, that's one of those uh, little uh, – that history feature thing that we still got to come up with a proper title for and feature oh, for. you've got some history lessons for us about the radios? I radios? do have a history lesson for you. Well, to be fair, do you know what happened on uh, May 21st, 1992? It just so happened that uh, most people would know the last episode of Cheers aired. No. But that doesn't matter. Why? Because the last episode of this show aired. <laughs> what is this? It's MacGyver. Oh. Patty and Selma's favorite show. Patty and Selma's favorite show. My favorite show. I, I think One MacGyver of. would be pretty proud of my setup here tonight. I think so. I, I think there would have been some at least bubblegum wrappers folded over to create some contacts. How do you know there aren't? You you can only see me. You can't see what I've got, my mess here that I've got. This is all this was the MacGyver thing. Remember the show Airwolf, by the way? Mm-hmm. I don't Ah, oh, me and my brother love that show. I mean, there's only so much a fucking really badass helicopter can do but they figured out a way to make keep it fresh every week hey they need to do something with a bunch of vietnam footage right <laughs> oh god um, but yeah macgyver wrapped up its seventh season which uh, to be um fair they um the season finale was or the series finale was kind of abrupt and then the last episode like the actual series finale aired the week before, and then they played a random unaired episode on the twenty first. Squeezer, the rule number one rule of television is if you have another episode, you can sell advertising dollars for it. And, you fucking and air that they thing. Did. Who gives a shit about viewer continuity? <laughs> With the integrity of MacGyver, or the integrity of MacGyver. <laughs> um, it's Bond MacGruber, which I hear is getting a second movie. Yes, they're doing a MacGruber sequel. McGruber huh. might have I, longer I staying life than McGruber. Money before you made a sequel. They did make money on that movie. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. I know. <laughs> it would probably cost them fifty dollars to make. Well, that's true. That's a uh, Lauren Michael. Uh, hmm, yeah, I'm going to want another one of those McGruber movies. Mm. He's such an evil Canadian. I didn't know until I was I was looking up. You know. This was like Henry Winkler's uh, brainchild. The Fonz? Pa- yeah, partially. He came up uh, with MacGyver? He and uh, Lee David Zietoff. Like, he, he was coming off of uh, Happy Days as wrapping up, and he needed a project. So He already like, jumped oh, the shark, quite literally. And Let's make MacGyver. Let's make MacGyver. Was he in it, Henry Winkler? I don't think so. No, no, I don't think he ever appeared. Henry Winkler's second Otherwise, favorite show would've... for mine. His first favorite show for me is Arrested Development. His second favorite show of mine is Parks and Recreation. Yeah. He's a good I'd role go in that. that. I'd go in that order, too. 
Yeah. And then way down the line, it's Happy Days. <laughs> it's Happy Days. I used to like Happy Days as a kid on WFMZ, our local independent station would play reruns of it. And while you were waiting to see if your school was canceled the next day, you just happened to catch a few episodes of Happy Days. <laughs> Remember the Operation Snowflake thing that run and you'd watch that? Oh, con- and I would even, even once you knew, I would still watch it just to see the Yeah, you're like, yeah. We'll just uh, kind of rub it in even I, I just want to make sure it doesn't go away. School's canceled. I'm watching Happy Days till I go to bed to make sure I wake up tomorrow and school's still fucking canceled. I think they still, I think they tried to do that to us once. Like school is canceled, and, and you're like, next no, no, morning no, 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 they're no, like, no, no, oh shit, delay. it didn't like, snow. Can we take it back? No, it's like, no. You go fuck yourself. Snow day. I think it's. I think that's. Uh, it went all the way to the Supreme Court when your school posts <laughs> on the TV flip bar that they're off, legally binding. They cannot make you go to school the the next the following day. Well, if it's on TV, it has to be yeah. true. Yeah, I think that's the general rule of television. It's like the internet, right? Which I think applies to modern kids. Oh, you know that's a they really good get, segue. Their mom probably gets a text. Oh, anyway, anyway, no, that's a really good segue. Think when, about it. Right, we segued. Be, we segued because when you found out you had off from school, you stayed up all night and watched what? Not uh, the scrambly porn <laughs> channel. Well, no, not not if. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Ma- Mother Squeezer was up making sure she definitely did not let you stay up and watch reruns of Pee Wee Herman off the, uh, your beta kit tape player, but I really fucked that up. Now you stayed up and watch infomercials. Infomercials. And here, here's the funny thing: I got caught up. I was just watching these to do my research, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I really, I really want to watch all of these. And you'd never want to buy any of the products. You just want to watch them to completion. There's, there's, there's something hypnotic about. An infomercial, and when they get to the price, and I love the, re- the re-edited ones where they'd re-edit the price on. They'd be like, "No," <laughs> he'd say the price, favorite. and then they pause it. And they're like, "How can we say money and still run this infomercial, even though we cut the price? Let's just pause tape, still store, and get someone to record a VO and do a super over that, because that's what and they called it. From what I learned the, that from in the context, any." Uh, Room, what they would call room tone, room so tone, the audio no. would match. Yeah, no. So you you have what you would have is someone, and this there's a prime example that we can get deeper into this during. I've got one in my our, in my clip. Our final. Yeah. Okay. I got is, one. Is it the yes. same the same guy? It's is the same guy. Of this? It is the king of the infomercial. The king and of the infomercial like, breaks every rule that there is when it comes. Speaking to... Speaking of, because you know, I we learned that uh, when you say a Chiron or a font in modern day, they used to call that a super. Back in the the back there when they televised the crucifixion, uh, because you'd superimpose it over the, some footage. So I'm reading this book. I'm rereading Jurassic Park. Obviously, I told you I was going to do that. And guess who Donald Gennaro's boss is? The name of his boss in Jurassic Park? Dan Ross. The saddest part of that book is Dan Ross never gets eaten by a dinosaur. <laughs> oh, a few people only knew. More, more uh, inside. Inside joke. Only you and I get it, but it's funny. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I guess I go first this week since you went you first last week. take them on week. tour, though, so people understand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we take them on a tour of TV, too. It's just no dinosaurs are going to get out and eat you. You're just going to want to fucking kill everybody. Inside joke. 
Uh, let me go more. first. I'm first. So I'm going to go first. This is something that I own, by the way. Squeezer. Was this a tangent? Uh, <laughs> or just ramblings? It just kind of, when it doesn't really make much sense, it's not, it can't be classified as a tangent. I would just say we're rambling. We're not talking about anything specific. I should start using the, the Ready Effects engine on this audio board to like put a, <laughs> a, re, a, like a chorus on our voice so we at least amuse people somehow. Anyway, Squeezer, stop fucking interrupting. All right. I have my first pick to go. Uh, this is a product I own. Out of all of these, it's the only product I own and I still use, and I actually bought the better version of it. You probably have one in your house, but you probably don't realize that it gave birth from one of the fucking worst infomercials, yet best infomercials ever. And I give you that now. Only dinner were that easy. Huh. Yeah, dinner's always a production. Okay, we'll try this. Start with a couple cloves of garlic, add about two tablespoons of butter, some fresh Parmesan cheese, and a splash of cream. Now watch this. Simply pop on the top, give it a quick spin, and in one simple step, we ground the Parmesan cheese Chopped the garlic and mixed all the ingredients together, and now we're ready to cook. And here's some bullet fast magic that no other machine will do. I'm just gonna twist on one of these vented lids, and I'm gonna put it right into the microwave to cook for about 30 seconds. You're gonna cook with it? Absolutely. So now the machine I just prepared my meal in, I'm also going to cook in without ever dirtying a single pot or pan. Now, while Mimi's slaving over a hot microwave, <laughs> I'm going to knock us up a quick pasta sauce. Are you ready? Big chunk of Parmesan cheese. In goes the garlic. In goes the basil. Look how easy this is. Handful of pine nuts. Just throw them in there. Finish off with a little bit of olive oil. Watch how easy this is. Spin on the top, set the bullet on the base, and now we're chopping the basil, crushing the pine nuts, mincing the garlic, and mixing all the ingredients together. And as fast as you can say, Bob's your uncle, Bucky's your aunt, you've got a beautiful homemade pasta sauce. Now all you need to do is pour it over your favorite pasta. Look at that. And you've got a beautiful homemade Pesto pasta made from scratch in less than 10 seconds. And pasta Alfredo. Mm. I'm just gonna whip on the cross blade and pop this on the power base to give it another quick whip. And look at this, you guys. This is amazing. Now there you've got look at that. piping hot fettuccine Alfredo and a delicious fresh made pesto pasta. Believe me, they are both as good as you okay, can Squeezer. ever tasted. Are you prepared for me to do a bad version of my accents? Oh, uh, here we go. This is, well. Do you know what this product me? is? Uh, is this the, this is the magic bullet. With the magic bullet, you could have wonderful fresh pesto pasta in under 30 seconds. That was pretty good, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's semi. It's a little, I, I think it's kind of Australian. Fortunately, <laughs> it's like, it's not, you can't be racist because you can't be racist against Australians. So Here's how good, yeah, that's true. No one really, no one really, they're all beautiful people. So it's really tough to come well, down on. Well, it's a trade-off. They're yeah. beautiful people and every single living creature on that island we'll kill besides you. them can <laughs> murder them. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. So you, you've seen this infomercial, right? I had to show you this, right? 
Oh, I remember. I watched it before, but you pointed out some things that just went right by me that I never picked up on. The fat guy that they pander to, <laughs> the fat bald yeah. guy, like, you're going to like this, and he rubs <laughs> his belly. Uh, the old woman who's all disheveled with a cigarette <laughs> hanging out of her mouth. That, how I <coughs> passed that. That was always I my favorite no part. Idea. I was like, I got to buy a magic bullet. Just cause well, I- see, I was always distracted because in my mind, because you point out, oh, they invited all their friends over for breakfast in the morning to show off the magic bullet. In my dirty mind, I just assumed that there was this there was a, as a uh, woman's vibrator thing going on the night before, and this was everyone coming downstairs for breakfast. Right, and it's kind of awkward, and no one make wants to make eye contact. Right, that's what I originally. Right, that's what you thought. Well, they had here's an, they had some some like the Bullet Express, which is some sort of food processor that they tried to also capitalize off the Magic Bullet, and they did like a similar. They invited all these pretty much the same people over to their house, and no food was made. They're like, we're gonna make it for you. And it just they really didn't take off. That's why you've never like the magic bullet still sells well. And they had a pretty good line, the baby bullet, which makes made for just making baby food. The Nutra Bullet, which is more professional, high grade one, um, and then the original magic bullet. These still sell. They don't even put them back in the I've seen on TV sections in the dark depth and darkest corners of the store. They keep them with the regular blenders. And yeah. and then every like major company has aped this design and and an idea, so that just shows how well it mm-hmm. was constructed. Well, like I said, I have we have a a ninja, uh, which I love, and it has the regular blender, but it has the three different size, you know, like smoothie cup kind of attachment things to it. That which I all need. came from the magic bullet. Yeah, which I I would say I like to use all the time, but I mean, uh, obviously it doesn't <laughs> work. Well, I mean. I use mine pretty much for, uh, well, a lot of the time I'll make like a protein shake with. That's easy. Another thing you like, can do was is that like a pork loin. <laughs> What's that? Is that like a pork loin? A pork loin. Yeah. No. Or like sausage. No, there's no sausage in it. That's so a shame. It's just a generic protein powder, lots and peanut butter, milk. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. But. It comes with this flap blade that's good for like like grinding spices, and there is a particularly magic spice I like to enjoy every <laughs> once in a while that is ground up very well by the magic bullet. In fact, my friends have all got a good laugh out of it when I pull that out to do that. <laughs> um, my friend Megan called me the Martha Stewart of weed, and. Um, well, I'm sure she knows a couple things about it too that she picked up in prison. <laughs> Martha? <clears throat> yeah, Martha. Yeah, right. She'd be like, "Oh no, baby, she's just Martha." She was pro- she was like kingpin in there. Yeah, good for her. Like lifting like really heavy weights, even though yeah. she, her body doesn't look like she could support it. It's just like, her and Frank Castle and like pumping a, bars, an exercise room, and she gets off and she describes how the killer room's gonna have hints of daisies to keep the smell down. I know, we're, we're really tangenting here. Anyway, the magic bullet, uh, since because like we said, like all those, all those other companies kind of aped their uh, design. Uh, they have um, sued Homeland Housewares, people who makes them. Uh, they've sued people constantly for a copyright infringement. 
and won a lot of the issues and they license a lot of of their their ideas out. Uh, so they make they make a lot of money, and um, it looks like here Homeland Housewares has introduced add-ons in different versions of the Magic Bullet, including the Bullet to Go, the Bullet Express, which is the one I told you about that really didn't take off, mm. the Fat Burning Boost Supplement to be used in conjunction with Magic Bullet, <laughs> and in 2015 Magic Bullet introduced an app. That offers breakfast, lunch, and dinner uh, recipes for Magic Bullet users. So you can even get an app that tells you how to cook with this motherfucker. See, for me, my, my I think the biggest achievement here and the engineering involved and the blades. and I mean, there's a lot that goes into just you know creating a, a quality blender. To me, the multicolored distinctive rings as to that oh, so yeah. I don't uh, yeah. confuse my... My beverage with yours. Right. Mine has uh, a lot of rufinol in it. Yours might not. You don't want to mm-hmm. go pick up the green one and drink the one with the roofies in it. How'd you know mine would be the green one? Well, I, kn- I know you like to roofie your own drink squeezer. Huh. Anyway, yeah, that's, that is a good idea. I, the whole thing, and then the fact that it's only $50, it's, uh, I bought one for my grandma for Christmas a few years ago, and she used this, <coughs> she burned out the motor in it. She used it so much. So she went and bought another one. She loved it so much. So it's a, it's a grinding only, weed. Yeah, grandma was grinding up the weed. She likes a blunt before bed. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the out of all of these on both of our lists. It's the only one I actually bought and I still use. I think we can move on to your. I don't. I don't know what my next pick is. Do you know? I don't really I need, think it was. There was a only good, someone that it was more ask. of a service. Yeah. <laughs> If there was only some- someone we could ask that what the next pick was. Don't you really want to know? Okay, I was wondering who the father of my baby was. All right, let's take a look. The Miss Cleo DNA test. I'm <laughs> solely searching for the father of your baby. Oh, it's the one that's very unpleasant, okay? Okay. Um, and he's also the one that had another girlfriend while he was sleeping with you. Yep, that's him. That's the daddy. Okay. But you knew that. I wasn't sure. I don't know how. The baby looks just like him. Yes, he does. Yeah, so you were in denial. Because he has a funny little chin, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yeah, and the baby have that same little chin. Oh, my God. The cards can reveal things that you will never see by yourself. Call me now for your free tarot reading. Call 1-800-980-8637. Don't, don't call that, people. I wonder how many people's lives are ruined from Miss Cleo. I, I, uh, I listened to that over and over again. That's all horrible. Right, first, of all, first of all, all babies have little chin, weird little chins. Look okay? at the baby with the little chin. Right. Okay, that my shouldn't be my racist Jamaican impression. It's adorable, but they're all little baby chins. Right. Um, a girl called a psychic hotline to ask... Miss Cleo, who her baby's father was. It's no stretch for Miss Cleo to assume that whoever it is, the guy's a piece of shit and has been cheating on her and has no interest right. in taking care of this kid and is never around. Right. Soothsayers have been using the same tactics <laughs> since the 
the medieval ages. Like this is like something that's been going on. Well, at least at Delphi, they had to come in decency to suck up some volcanic fumes and get a little high before <coughs> they uh, read you your future. Right. And well, and then then this, the the uh, Native American sweat lodges they'd take peyote also, and oh, yeah. you'd oh. see your future right out in front of you. Um, Miss Cleo, she's dead, right? Yeah, she died of cancer in uh, about a year and a half, two years ago. Mm, if only she could have seen karma. Here it's Del <laughs> Harris. Uh, she, you know, the whole accent and everything was a complete. It was all fake. Yeah, all fake. Huh. Uh, I, I did not know that. I forgot where her parents came from. She, her parents did come from the Caribbean, but I think she grew up in like she was from like Seattle area, and she <laughs> speaks perfect perfect English. And in fact, you can even hear at one point in that when the, talking about like the whole baby daddy and stuff, it breaks. At yeah. one point in her accent, it just goes clean as day. Just American Ooh, English. colon cancer too. She didn't go she didn't go easily. No. That's that's um I mean she she was really just a spokesperson for them. She was an employee <coughs> and a spokesperson. She wasn't tied in with the people that got sued by the uh FTC. Oh, she was just an actress? Um well yeah, she was. She was actually a playwright and an actress. I mean, there's some little shady background. I guess she had she had a couple plays. Oh, she was born in Los Angeles. In Seattle, Married at 19, kind of. gave birth to a daughter, divorced at 21, had a second daughter in her late 20s. 1996, Harrison, her partner, opened a theatrical production company in Seattle, Washington, yeah. which produced several plays written by her. She also acted in her first project, yeah. an autobiog- autobiographical play entitled Four women only. I almost didn't get that word out. Yeah, the uh, the last play didn't turn out so well, and her uh, last project, up, uh, Supper Club S- Cafe, was not yeah. successful, and she left town with a trail of debts and broken promises, according to the Seattle Post Intelligencer. Well, uh, according, apparently though, she did leave like IOUs to those people. Oh, those are that, as good as mine. Consolation. One hold yeah. on to that one. That's a car. Um, she told her yeah, cast members she had bone cancer. Network? Oh, shit. Wait, say again? Okay. Some of her cast of her productions claimed they were never paid, and she and that Harris told them she had bone cancer, and the medical costs would prevent her from paying people immediately. Yes. Karma. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty shitty. Wow. Um, so the Psychic Readers Network is what we're talking Readers about. Psychic Readers Network. They were pulling down $24 million a month. Twenty-four million a month. Yeah, that's what I spend um, in Cologne. And then the FC, FTC hit them. That's the Federal uh, Trade Commission. Oh, they're, um, they're in the wrong because they for shady practice for not disclosing charges. I, I remember reading on the <coughs> bottom of the commercial where it says like you won't be charged for the first three minutes, but I think that starts with you being on hold. So if you're on hold for three minutes, there's your free time, and then boom. You know, they start right. charging you. It's funny how this, these don't, 900 numbers don't but, exist anymore. No. But uh, <coughs> for uh, for her, I guess, from what I understand, she did this because she does have some kind of like voodoo background, I guess. That's well, she was, it says she was raised in a Catholic Caribbean family, so Catholicism is pretty close to voodoo. No. In my understanding of it. Um... I was raised Catholic, so I had various um, voodoo the, dolls throughout my. So they, they, 
I looked into this, and so she got paid like seventeen hundred dollars for when they did like the first infomercial. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. So it's like over like for a two day shoot. So she basically got paid as an actress to be in a commercial. When you're actually like the spokesperson, so that is really. I mean, you got they screwed on that her too. Well, it looks uh, like she. And then she still worked as in the call center as well. I mean, taking some calls. Not she wasn't taking every call. And I there was a she did an interview with Vice, um, <coughs> maybe like a year before they she died. They tracked her down, and she was saying how like people would like catch her on the street or in the store and like, Miss Cleo, aren't you supposed to be on the phone? Um, you really don't know how this works, do you? But, uh, yeah, they can make any, they weren't making a ton of money on those calls. Some people were making, like, anywhere from, like, 10 cents, 14 cents. She was in the high end. She was making 24 cents a minute on those <laughs> calls. Now, you think, it's like, eh, it still comes out to, like, $14 an hour. That's, uh, that's rough. In yeah. 2006, she came out as a lesbian. In 2002, she voiced Ante Poulet. And Vice oh, City. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember her. She was uh, she was one of the uh, characters that hired uh, uh, Tommy Versetti mm. in uh, GTA Vice City. She just so died she last acted year. alongside Ray Liotta. I know, right? She was probably she, those are some fun missions too. Like she would she was this big fat Haitian woman. Oh yeah, that ran the Haitian gang, and she would drug you, and then you'd have to go and start a war with the Cubans. Okay. That was a fun game. I, don't, I never got past uh, that uh, warehouse where you have to get the... It's burning down and you're in a forklift. It's really early. Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. I mean, I probably haven't played in 10 yeah. years. Maybe probably more. I wasn't good at it. That might be my favorite out of all of them. Uh, I like the Grand Theft Auto 3 the best, but Vice City was fun. It yeah. was very Rad Years-esque. Oh, yeah. Set in the 80s. And it's got Ray Liotta. It's got Ray fucking Liotta. I can't speak. <clears throat> Ray Liotta. All right, so she died because she was kind of a horrible person, but she also got screwed over a lot, too, so it's hard to say. Where does a judge, jury, and edu- where does do- Where does Judge Dredd, if he ran into her to accuse her of her crimes... Think he'd kill her on spot? Um, Judge Dredd, no. no. Judge Judy, yes. Oh, yeah, Judge Judy, absolutely. I I assume Judge Judy would be Trump's pick for the Supreme Court. I was disappointed when that didn't happen. <laughs> anyway, going on, speaking of killing people, do you remember the knife craze of the 80s and 90s? <laughs> We're going to go to it right now. In Japan, the hand can be used like a knife. But this method doesn't work with a tomato. Introducing the new patented Ginzu 2000. The legend lives on. This Ginzu is more clever than a cleaver. The high carbon steel blade can rip through ribs or destroy the most challenging chicken. Nothing is too tough for the Ginzu 2000. But look, use this edge and it's a precision carving knife. There's more, a third cutting surface, and this one is non-stick. It's more than amazing. It's a Ginsu. Cut through a tin can, the Ginsu 2000 can saw a lead pipe and still slice a tomato like this. 
this. How much would you pay for this exclusive new Ginsu? Don't answer because you also get six legendary Ginsu steak knives. These double serrated blades treat any steak like it's restaurant prime. But wait, there's more. We'll also give you this Ginsu paring knife for delicate cutting. Plus this fruit and vegetable knife that can go through a nail and still never needs sharpening. You even get this Ginsu utility knife. Now how much would you pay? Well, the knife of the 90s is priced like the 70s. You get the Ginsu 2000, everything, all 10 superior quality knives backed by our famous 50-year guarantee for only $19.95. The legend is back. Genuine Ginsu at a genuine Ginsu price. Get your legend now. Have your credit card ready and call toll-free 1-800-767-1600 or send $19.95 plus $4.95 shipping to Ginsu 2000, P.O. Box 7137-P, Buffalo Grove, Illinois. So, Squeezer. Do you know where the, the, the hard sell of infomercials came from? I always assumed it came from the whole door-to-door <clears throat> no, sales uh, pitch thing. The hard sell, the Ginzu ads especially, copied the hard sell direct marketing techniques of carnival hawkers. Uh, oh. Yes. Uh, it, the, Almost like they're daring you to buy our product. Right. Well, it, I guess that was a thing at carnivals. So the Ginzu Knives ad started in the late 70s, and of course they really didn't end until, I don't even know, they might still be hogging them. Yeah, they're, as of 2017, they're still sold. They're made in Ohio, not Japan. <laughs> uh, I prefer my knives be made in Germany. Well, of course. The one person we're not talking about that we should be talking about in this group, Billy Mays. He was at one point a pitchman for Ginzu. Mm-hmm. Um, another man, Vance Offer, was a, a hard sell infomercial with Ginzu. <coughs> um, it, it really means nothing. They just tried to make a word that sounded Japanese. Seriously? Yeah. But I guess their consumer reports are always rating them good. Uh, in 2011, 12, 13, 14, and 15, Consumer Reports reviewed the Ginsu Chikara knife set in their comparison offer of 50 knife sets and rated it as their best buy. So it's not like they're shit. They're just, you know, they're sold on TV. What I want to know is, does the tang run straight through the handle? That's uh, very important. Yeah, mean. yeah. That was that was the thing. Don't you remember the infomercial? They would bang on it with a mallet. That doesn't mean that the tang runs straight through the handle. What? I don't know. <clears throat> uh, so the Ginzu knife po- infomercials popularized the "How much would you pay?" Don't answer. Urged viewers to call now. Operators are standing by and included the sc- signature. But wait, there's more. Those all are <clears throat> became very popular in infomercials, but they all started with Ginzu. So, and Frank Reynolds went on to be a knife salesman, <laughs> <clears throat> cutting shoes in half. And the famous cutting cans was always the, the yeah. thing. Yeah, cut a can and, and cut a tomato. But I, I just my favorite part is the inability to cut a tomato with other knives that are incapable. Of cutting a tomato because when I cut a tomato, I don't I don't slice it 
using a knife properly, like they demonstrate with the Ginsu, I mash it like right, I'm using a hammer, and, and I usually try to turn the blade like it was like, so yeah. it's as flat as possible, yeah. and I just yeah. smash this tomato into the cutting board. Yeah, that was classic Ginsu infomercials. <clears throat> you just can't even use it; it's that bad. How would you, Squeezer, if you were traveling the world? And you were, let's say, in Paris, France, and you needed to cut tomatoes, and a knife you had just wouldn't cut through them, it kept flopping from side to side, and you needed to learn how to ask for a Ginzu knife. What would you use to figure out how to, how to, how to ask for one? Bonjour, je suis le grand Je suis la jeune fille. Yes, that's French they're speaking. And no, these children aren't French. They're American. And they've acquired their amazing new language skills from Muzzy, the remarkable new video language program for children developed by the British Broadcasting Corporation. With this unique BBC language course, children learn a second language with incredible ease. Four delightful videos quickly become their favorite TV show and teaches children the same way they learned English. Learning another language becomes fun. You'll be amazed when your children begin speaking and understanding their new language from the very first day through this unique method. The entire course, four videos, two audio cassettes, the activity book, and the parent's guide and answer book is available in French, Spanish, Italian, or German. To order, use your credit card and call this number. We'll ship and charge you $2,808 a month for six months. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Call 1-800-424-0700. That's fucking expensive for That's, some creepy uh, videos. That's 168 bucks or some shit like that Jesus. for some VHS tapes. Muzzy and Gondo Land. Fucking BBC, man. They're still putting out weird shit. That... The start of that infomer that commercial, every time that I don't even know what he says, but I just kind of mumble it and I hear it in my head. Um, you know they're still around. Muzzy. Yeah, they still make these. They have a they they have an app and it's all this whole you know, and of course it's all in glorious HD soulless CGI. Oh you know? no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just you know it looks like everything else out there now. Muzzy was a big old creep. Yeah. Um, did you? I so. It was created for the, to teach English huh? as a second language. It was What's created. That? It was created to teach English. Yes, which I did not know that. I thought it was to teach because <coughs> English is the first language. Obviously, everyone speaks English, and now you have to learn to speak another language. Right. Um, You'd see this run on Nick like every three commercials all the time. Oh, and now, because they realized, they were a little, uh, they didn't uh, necessarily uh, consider the Far East back then. They're like, no. ah, ah, China, they just make these tapes. The Orient. Yes, now <laughs> uh, now they, they offer Mandarin Chinese as part of it, and it's probably something you should learn. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to take over the world. But yeah, they, they started this in 86. Shit. That this started and they started running it. Um, I mean, I was, I don't know. I can't really comprehend that. I had four years of uh, Spanish. Yeah. Uh, four years of Spanish one. And um, 
I had some Spanish and I never I had what they called in <clears throat> our, our middle school IMFL introduction to modern foreign languages. So you had to take like a, a try. It was like split into trimesters. You took a trimester of Spanish, one of French, and one of German, and then afterwards you'd pick which you'd focus on throughout high school. So Ooh. I know how to count to ten in three languages, and that's about it. Um, Un, deux, trois, quatre, cinq, six, seven, eight, the nerd, only six. reason I passed I was just German Oh, no, sorry I could be in a fucking I know I think that's may I sharpen your bathroom, but oh. it's a corto lapis. I don't know. Biblioteca is like the library. Um, but yeah, I just passed because they were sick of seeing me. I was so bad at it. My brain just isn't wired that way. Yeah. So I wanted to figure out. I'm like, I always like saw these as a kid. I'm like, oh man, that looks so cool. Really? I don't. May, I don't know. It was on they TV. Freaked me out. And, it Anything that came from the BBC and was British freaked me the fuck out. Yeah. Man, I just wanted to appease the nice woman that, you know, point out wanted how these you to children pull your credit card aren't out. French. They're American. You probably had a credit card at five. You were allowed to use a cast iron fucking skillet and cook with hot oil. I'm surprised your parents didn't let you take control of the credit card, family credit card. Oh, my sister did. <laughs> oh, really? Um, yeah. Uh, remember um, Arthur... Yeah, yes. anteater. Yes. And he had a phone line. Did he? Yeah, and you could call Arthur's phone line and talk to him. Oh, she got caught up in a 900 scam? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Fuck. She was probably like seven. Well, you don't even need a credit card for that. Yeah, I think they, they yeah, that was the phone. all on the phone. Yeah. They, I think we eventually, they got the money back. They're like, no, she, she's seven. A dumb little seven-year-old girl that doesn't know what she's doing on the phone. She just wanted to talk to a friend. Right. Uh, but I wanted to go check out Muzzy myself. I'm like, all right, I can probably find this on the internet now. And I did. Yeah. And so I'm watching it, and like I'm 10 minutes in. Oh, this bus is going to hurt. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. I wonder are they going to start teaching me another language. I'm not learning anything new here. And because the whole thing's in English, and I'm expecting to start translating things. or Then I'm looking around all the little thumbnails and stuff on the YouTubes. And uh, I realized I was watching the English lesson. Oh. Did you learn anything? Uh, I know that there is good morning and good afternoon. <laughs> okay. Uh, hello. Oh. But yes, this entire time I'm we watching the manners. English lesson, expecting like, to break into some other language. Um... Well, you learned something. I did. I learned. I'm an. Don't ass. know how to use the internet. And then, all these and, years well, of porn and then I did end up watching one of the uh, French lessons. It's <clears> definitely <throat> targeted for kids like six years old. Because I'm like, I'm not picking up on it's any like, of this shit. I pee peed in my pants. <laughs> That's in French, right? Nope, you just said that in English, right? Ah. Speaking of pee peeing in your pants. This is a podcast dedicated to, mm, I'd say, nostalgia and the good old days. Well, 
There's a podcast dedicated to finding the star of this next infomercial. One, two, three, four. Hey there, it's me, Richard Simmons. Listen, are you sick and tired of boring lookalike exercise videos with synthesized elevator music and a lineup of leotard-clad Stepford wives? Well, if you are, honey, have I got the cure for you. This is my brand new aerobic workout tape, sweating to the oldies. And if you don't like having fun, <laughs> well, you best not come in here. Whoa! Sweating to the oldies is pure enjoyment. You won't hear any wall-to-wall instructional chatter on this tape, but you will hear all of my favorite heart-thumping tunes from the 50s and 60s. If you're trying to lose weight and you want to keep your heart in great shape, just try sweating to these classics. I made this tape with everyone in mind. For you beginners out there, to those of you who are already in great shape. So if you're looking for a lively, entertaining, stimulating, humorous, colorful, frolicking, playful, inspiring, safe, low-impact workout that's full of kicks, thrills, gusto, fervor, passion, fury, bustle, and action, you don't have to look any further. This is it. At just $39.95, Sweatin' to the Oldies is the hottest selling workout tape in America. It's not sold or rented in any store, so you must call this toll-free number to order your copy. 1-800-453-8900. Okay, that's, that's enough. I tried to torture our audience for, <laughs> for as long as I could. That was pretty bad. Do you remember the Richard Simmons Sweatin' to the Oldies? Oh, yeah. My mom had the tapes. I said this was the only thing on the list I bought. My mom had the Richard Simmons tapes. She used them? Oh, I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> she might have, like, for a week. I think they actually worked. Uh, I think any exercise, if you do it, works. There's no cure-all. But if you do I the mean, exercise, it works. It's just they sell I it guess, as, like, this is going to be so easy. I guess for the demographic... If just by standing up and putting the tape in the machine, you're guaranteed to burn some calories. Right. So we used to, this was one of the, when we had this like cabinet <clears throat> under our TV that had all our VHS t- tapes in it. So like on those rainy summer days where you couldn't go out and play and you exhausted your copy of Ghostbusters and the Batman 66 movie as many times as you possibly could, you'd be like, ah. Eh, Let's put this weird dance tape on that looks like kind of like a cover, like a poster for the 1986 Royal Rumble, but with a bunch of fruitcakes on it. Um, put in the VCR and check it out. And it, it's weird. And you maybe get through like five minutes and you're just like, all right, I'm done with this. But Richard Simmons has always been a, uh, I've always been a fan of his, his brand of comedy. When he's on the Howard Stern show, it's always he's always knocking it out of the park with his um, antics. He's like a hysterical constantly. Like he'll be screaming and chanting and loud, and then he'll be crying like three minutes later. They, um, now I guess he's um, all he ever wanted was attention, and now he decided to get out of the limelight, and he he can't escape the the, the attention. 
People just were like, where's Richard Simpson? Sim- uh, Simmons? People have assumed he had a sex change operation. Yes, I've heard that. Uh, that he was taken hostage by his maid. Of course, there was the podcast dedicated to finding him. And he's like, guys, I'm fine. I'm fabulous. I'm just in my house and I'm just taking chill. I bet he got a little fat. He was always very image conscious. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I bet he gained a little weight. Probably not much, but you know, people with that body dys- dysmorphia <laughs> can't help themselves. Yeah. And he's just like, man, I don't know. I, I don't, believe there's a lawsuit going on right now, correct? As far as for slander regarding the uh, yeah, sex the, change? Yeah, the sex change one, yeah. Just leave it alone, Richard. Who cares? Hate is going to hate. Ain't is going to ain't. That's good advice. Yeah. You should write a song about that. No one, no one, who could not like Richard Simpson? Who could like be like, I hate that guy. Dedicated his whole life to trying to help people. And just a very exuberant, fun-loving guy. Who could who could really have a grudge against Richard Simmons? Do you think he did a lot of cocaine doing those videos? <laughs> I mean, it seemed it. Everywhere he was, the 80s, he used to be on. 90s. Remember when he was on Letterman, like the classic Letterman appearances, and he'd show up in his sequent shorts, his short shorts, mm-hmm. and his tank like top. the leotard. Yeah, and and, and and Letterman would just be like so scared to fucking death, but it was it's like always great TV. Yeah, he he was he's great, and you know I hope he's well, and I hope one day he decides to rejoin us. But his infomercials were always a big part of growing up in the rat years. And, you know, as much enthusiasm as Richard has, there was a guy who just really took it up to, took it up to 11. Do you realize we're selling you complete 700, 800 card sets? Complete sets from the factory for $10 a set? $10 a set? $10 and 10 cents a set what we're doing it. <laughs> you look at the number. Think of that, folks. That's unreal. Including the 87 Fleer. There's not another set here that books less than $10. There's not a set here. Not anywhere here. The 88 Fleer is like $30-something. Every one of them is $15, $20, $25 a set. Every set. <laughs> How did he not have a heart attack? <laughs> I don't know. He's still alive. He went on to, he was, does he still do TNA? I, I, I don't know. I, I thought he... I don't know if he stopped that or not. I had it... Not looking. Let's see. We have this internet here. We could try. I typed in Din West. I'm, I meant to actually look it up because I knew he was doing TNA and I actually was going to talk to one of the uh, professionals that I spend my days with who do nothing but talk wrestling and play... Yeah, he's still with TNA. He's still doing that? He's play a sales director. Uh, Jenga games or whatever the hell they're playing. I'll he's not even on air. He's a sales director. Imagine him calling up like like a okay because he was he was on air like a commentator. Right. Yeah. Imagine Don West calling you up to like sell advertising on TNA show. <laughs> Listen, you're gonna get a thirty minute show all wrestling. This show doesn't go for under one hundred dollars. Ten dollars. This is the Fleer set. <laughs> There's Ken uh, Griffey rookies. <laughs> I don't understand how I used to watch this going to bed at night. Shop at Home Network, man. That's all we watched, especially in college when we'd, oh, yeah. we'd, we'd dabble in that spice. I'd bundled up in my magic bullet. Mm-hmm. It made Don West like the king. 
Uh, it's four in the morning. You're watching Don West. You're completely out of beer, and like all right. you have left is that bottle of Malibu you keep in your house. And these girls zero over. dignity. So you have to drink the Malibu, right? Oh, oh, he was the best. I, I, him, him selling knives too was also fantastic. That's how you got to start too. Yeah, but then, uh, uh, the, the rookie cards just. The the Mickey Morandini and the Mickey Morandini rookie Jim Mint Jim Ten. Mint Ten. <laughs> oh man, he was. Uh, I, honestly, I could watch that all night long. Yeah, yeah, well, and we, you we would because you we couldn't did. fall asleep. You yeah. couldn't. You'd be all bloodshot eyes, and you'd be white like you just watching him is like drinking a pot of coffee. Right, and then when Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan would do their parody of them on mm-hmm. SNL. There, and then they became superstars. Everyone was like checking it out. It was just like after they parodied um, uh, uh, Iron Chef that everyone it became really popular. But this was in the same vein as Iron Chef. Around the same time we were watching this, we were watching the Shop at Home Network. Yeah, you'd flip back and forth between Iron Chef and because Iron Chef to me was just kind of just another infomercial. For, I don't know what I was looking at. I didn't really want it. <laughs> it, it might be gross. I eat a potty putter or some shit like that. Oh, yeah. The, and looking up, how about that? Yeah. So there was this golf club they sold and in it, with infomercials. They basically had this like little green apron that you put over your dick. And you stick your dick into this golf club and you piss through it on a golf course. <laughs> Talk about the most disgusting thing in the entire <laughs> planet. The, the, the best part of the infomercial is... You know how they have to show how the inconvenience of not having it? And, 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 and they show a guy standing there pissing in a bush. Right. Which is and, less awkward and, like, and easier. Yeah, I'm like, all right. Otherwise, there's a guy standing there in the middle of a fairway with a rag over his crotch and just holding this putter, relieving himself. And now what happens if you really, like, because you're golfing. So I'm assuming, let's say you're already on the back nine. Right. You already downed a six-pack. You right. got to go. Right. The thing's going to overflow on you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then you got this like, like pipe filled with like piss <laughs> that didn't completely drain, and you're throwing it in your... like. Where are you putting yeah, this you, thing? You throw it in your bag, and, and then what happens... You get piss you, everywhere. You, you leave it behind. All right, look. I did it all through high school. I washed golf carts for a living. That's what I did. I'm really good at it. And if I can go did back... Did anyone have one living, of those piss golf cu- clubs? If I can go back and support my family just cleaning golf carts, I'd go back to doing it. You got <laughs> free beer because they'd be drunk and wander off. And then you're like 16. You see a, a fucking Budweiser sitting... Unopened Budweiser sitting there. And oh, that's like gold. In the golf cart. Yeah. So you always had your club sitting I, by. I, so I wouldn't quit. touch a Budweiser nowadays, but... Oh, I know. Back but, then. I mean, shit. You grab you that drink and it throw warm. it in a golf bag. So I'd go home with like a, a mixed six-pack after work. Now you can't put it in the fridge because mom's going to find it. No. So you have your desk situated over the AC, over the central air duct on the floor. Of course, you yeah. stack the beers on that. Of course, you create some sort of juvenile Then you put ice packs over top of it, draped with a wet towel, and then you put a fan in front of it to suck more air out of the AC unit. Give it about two hours. Ice cold. Oh, yeah, fantastic. I, or cold enough. 
I, I guess necessity is a fan of uh, the mother of invention, but I just drank the shit warm because I just wanted to get drunk. <laughs> that was the invention, and that was the necessity. Even at 16, warm Budweiser wasn't going to cut it. Sorry. Uh, what do you, one Budweiser or warm? Warm. Oh, I, st- I, I, yeah, well, I, I still drank it. Oh, garage hopping. Remember that, kids? You go to the rich neighborhood and then they leave their, for some reason, like they leave their garages open in rich neighborhoods for no reason. And they always have fridges full of beer. <laughs> you, you find one, you run in, you take as many as you can, you run out, dropping like all the, all over the place. Yes, it's breaking and entering. <laughs> <laughs> and I never did it. But, but, it, but it's not breaking and entering when you're, when you're that cute kid going in and petting the dog. Right. <laughs> I would have sent him to jail. I, I just, and it was animal abuse. Don't touch my dog. Well, at that point, he's in your house. Can't you shoot him? Probably. Yeah. I don't even know what we're talking about. What are we talking about? Uh, the kid that would go in the garage and pet the dog. You never see that? No. It was a big heartfelt thing. Was he... Exactly. That's why you're giving me that look. Involves the heart. Was he a friend of Captain's? No, no. His dog died. And then uh, would okay. walk Are back, you sure he was Ride his bike to school past the neighbor's house to see dogs. <laughs> so he would go and pet their dog because, you know, he felt attached to it. Yeah. All right. Whatever. I guess. Yeah. And the homo, and I thought it was cute. It was caught on video. I don't think they ever thought it was cute when I was taking. It their was beer. a thing. But yeah, since uh, or someone Don I wasn't was there, me taking their beer. Um, someone was taking their beer. Uh, so he he started there in '93. They put him on on air, right. and they were making like three million dollars in sales. Mm-hmm. They put Don West on. They're hitting uh, 150 million in sales by what, what, 2001. What was his cut? Now there's other expand. You know, it got bigger as it went. But I mean, Don West was a cornerstone of the. Shop at home. You got another clip oh, here. Yeah, yeah. This is like this is the greatest Don West moment of all time. All right, let's hear it. We, I mean, literally, I don't want to lay in them here because I don't want to bend anything. Literally, you can swim in them. Look at this. That's how straight. Look at this. We got cards all over the place. Is he swimming in trading cards? That is a grown man lying on the floor, swimming in trading cards. <laughs> I miss Don West. That's what. See, see I got to tell you, Squeezer, and I said this earlier in the show. I was enamored by these. I, I found myself caught up in watching these again. I wanted to. I want to. I want to go finish the Bullet Express one. I never saw that one before. It was like a sequel to the Magic Bullet. <laughs> I started watching it today, not at work, <laughs> not while well, I was supposed to be doing other things. I f- I found out from this that they made a Nukem High too. So what is that? <coughs> Nukem High. It was a really bad, crappy ass B movie. That. Huh. Yeah. Was it a Jim Mint Ten? <laughs> so, what would happen if you uh, took your Ginzer knives and ate too many steaks and took your magic bullet and made too much uh, Alfredo sauce for your pasta? You'd probably need to go on a diet. And who else would you call to figure out the best way to do that? Are you tired, overweight, lacking energy? 
Do you wish you could look and feel young again? You can by unlocking the power of natural juice with Jack LaLanne's Power Juicer for increased energy, vitality, and lifelong fitness. The secret is Jack's amazing commercial quality Power Juicer. Fast, healthy, fresh-squeezed juice in just seconds. Its high-output motor and surgical stainless steel blade provides maximum performance. And the patented extraction technique delivers up to 30% more juice than store-bought juicers. We juiced with this other juicer and look how much work it takes. Slicing and chopping and feeding the small shoot. And look how little juice you get. In just seconds, we juice the same amount of fruit with the Jack LaLanne Power Juicer. You can drop in whole fruits and whole vegetables with no chopping or slicing. So you're done in half the time. And look, up to 30% more juice. With other juicers, the valuable juices are wasted in the pulp. You can even squeeze I'm glad that they offer medical grade steel on your juicer. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I'm shopping for a juicer and I see that there's steel on it, I'm like, is this medical grade? But I guess you, they don't even sell juicers really anymore because we realize, like, Mm, you're getting rid of all the good parts of that. Yeah, yeah. You need the fiber. Right. Like all the pulp, all all the nutrients yeah. are in the shit that you're throwing in the trash. Right. Yeah. You're just wasting food. It's it's basically you're getting sugar water. Like just right. the sugar from the fruit and vegetables. Yeah, you're squeezing the sugar out of the fruit and vegetables into your body. And to be fair, obviously it doesn't work. Jack Lane is dead. Yeah, well, he did live forever. Yeah, but he's dead. So, if it worked, he'd still be alive. I'll leave it at that. He Science. on juice. The flew too high on the wings of juice. Uh, what? He was like a, a television bodybuilder, right? Yep. Uh, I don't know if it was missed. Mr. Universe. He died at or... the age of 96, though, for fuck's sake. Well, he was old as dirt by then. <clears throat> but, like, he was the guy. He did. He was, like, the first when it came to, like, you he know. He was an American all that exercise fitness crap exercise and nutrition and... expert, a motivational speaker, who's sometimes referred to as the godfather of fitness. So he's the problem. Describes mm-hmm. himself as being a sugarholic junk food junkie until he was 15. Well, yeah, no shit. It's called being a kid. Yeah. He also had behavioral problems, but turned his life around after listening to a public lecture that benefits good nutrition by health food pioneer Paul Bragg. Or is that like eat your lead every night before bed? Like then? Back in the 1830s? During his career, he, became, he came to believe the country's overall health depended on the health of its population, and referred to physical culture and nutrition as the salvation of America. I was a buddy of Richard Simmons. Ready? Let's go! Come! Woo! Whole body. This is whole body movement. Come on. I'm working the inside of my thighs. I'm working my buttocks. <laughs> if I lean forward, I'm uh-huh. working my chest. I'm working my triceps. I'm working the back of my calves. And I'm working my heart, and I'm working my lungs. Right. And if I want to work... Uh, say, say I want to do just my hip flexors mm-hmm. or the, my buttocks even more. Right. I do what's called digging. Uh huh. Look at the range of motion. I use this for a lot Amazing. of swimwear models. Very, very, very important. Uh-huh. How about butt squeeze? Uh-huh. Ah. Oh. Ah. Yep. Yeah, I see you wanted to touch. That's a good Not one. Show. <laughs> Not touching the show. Okay. My buttocks? Buttocks? What the fuck is this? 
Tony Little selling you the gazelle. This was basically porno in commercial form. Okay. You remember the gazelle? Yeah, I remember Tony Little. He like, had the like long ponytail thing. Yeah. You know, but like the entire show was just based around close ups of. It looked like the little rider toy on the, the Star Wars Return of the Jedi like swing set. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was just basically close-ups of women's butts in spandex Ooh. and of their chests. So this was probably like early formative, like I'm sure it, not me not time early, material. Early, but it, 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 it served its purpose. I'm it sh- did what it had to I'm do. I'm sure I did something naughty to this as a youth. Probably. Locked well, in there's my room. even there's even a scene in the infomercial itself where it it, it stage where. Uh, Darla Han, who is the co-host, or technically the host, I guess, and then, you know, Tony Lil is doing his thing, where she's like, well, I want to do it. And there are a couple versions, and, and one version, she just rips her shirt off and jumps on, and then the other version, he rips her shirt off. I think that's assault. I believe so. And then the best is when he jumps on board with her. So now imagine what it's like riding Gazelle. Now she's doing it, and he is behind her, uh, riding it. The two of them together, of course. While he's talking to the camera, talking about his buttocks. My buttocks. That's really weird how he says that. I remember Tony Little. Yeah, but I he's don't. He's still out there doing his thing. He's very. He's got energy. Yeah. I don't know. I I would just sit him like, why are you yelling at me? Like I get it. Fat kid should probably do something about it, but you don't have to yell. Yeah, you really don't. Uh, but he sold. I mean, he had the uh, what the hell was the one? The he had everything for a while, if, if I can remember correctly. Yeah, that that isolation workout thing that he was pitching for the yeah. longest time. Then he had the gazelle. Then he had that balance board shit that he was selling. What's he up to now? Uh, I think he's still doing infomercials, still doing training stuff. Uh, I saw, he did a thing with Forbes. I guess he's in a pretty good place now. I guess he was borderline suicidal for a while. Uh, and then I shouldn't saw, laugh at that. What? It, <laughs> yeah, he saw. Um, uh, who's one of the women that did the whole? Not Jazzercise. One of the one of those early infomercials. He's like, I can do that, and that's what kind of got him going. With the Thigh Master with Suzanne Summers. I don't know if it was necessarily the Thigh Master. I I think it was a number of those infomercials. Um, he's like, I'm a personal trainer. I've got some charisma. I can do this. And he started a company and started pitching stuff and doing uh selling his workout routines. And now he's got an empire. He's got book after book after book, and he's got his name stamped on everything. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he even has, because initially I was going to talk about the health rider. I'm pretty sure he got his name stamped on that thing, too. Okay. Because That was the one where you played the drums on, right? Yeah, my mom bought one of these things. Oh. I don't know if she thought, like, my, this chubby little monster is going to work out now. Um, and I use this, this the health rider. Yeah, it's it's claimed to be low impact and you know, uh, um, 
get a good cardio workout. It's definitely low impact. When you're not really doing anything, it's low impact. Okay. I could do this thing for hours on it. You you get bored before it's like a kind of an upright rowing machine kind of right thing. Yeah, and in, in the infomercial for that, there's just <coughs> uh, a guy in silhouette riding it while someone is sitting on a weight bench drumming. Don't understand why. Every time I go to the gym, I usually like to have someone on percussion. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Generally, generally speaking. I mean, probably the best workout is yeah to have someone banging a drum while you're rowing a trireme at another trireme trying to kill like 700 people on board a boat in ancient Greece. But right, <laughs> those guys were ripped. They were absolutely. Uh, okay, moving on. We t- everything we've talked about is peanuts compared to the next guy we're about to talk about, who was the undisputed king of the infomercial. You can make pasta with the Popeil Automatic Pasta Maker in under three minutes. From scratch? No, no. From scratch? From scratch. Now, let me show you how the machine works, and I'll do it for you in under three minutes here, okay? Okay. You step right over here. Here's the machine. In under three minutes. In making pasta. Oh. What is the price? Are you going to tell us? Yes. You want to know? We want one of these. Okay. okay. Let's hear about it. Now, when you buy them in the stores, the suggested retail price is $269, and believe me, it's well worth it. Of course, you all know you're not going to spend uh, $269 for it, and you won't spend $225 and not even $200, not $190 or $180, and not even $170 like you may all be thinking. All you spend for this fabulous machine is just four easy payments of just $39.99. Hold it, Ron. It's now only four easy payments of only $29.99. Look what you get. You get 12 different dyes and shapes. You get angel hair, vermicelli, spaghetti. You get linguine, fettuccine, egg noodles. You get lasagna. Hold it, Ron. Rigatoni. <laughs> That's what we were talking about earlier. You get the cookie dye and you get the baby So dye. this is the Ron Papil pasta maker. Uh, I, I don't know if anyone ever bought one of these, but the infomercial was, uh, it was like almost like the seeing Rudolph during Christmas. You expected when TV's going to lag in a <laughs> Saturday afternoon or like late at night that, okay, here goes the Ronco pasta maker. And like basically he'd be like, you can, anyone can make pasta. Just mix up these ingredients, put it in a fucking blender. It was, uh, I guess it, it, w- it was pretty cool. But the, my favorite part of it is it came with this little bag of semolina flour. <laughs> Why, Ron? Why? But he would be like, you can make any type of pasta. He'd just like start rattling off pasta dishes, which, yeah, it's, it's a, like a, you're not making that dish. Like, sure, you could go buy like a <laughs> box of pasta and make these dishes too. But he's rattling off all these like pasta dishes. Like, you make French champagne pasta, champagne pasta. He's in like a billion different pastas. It's like, oh, I can make fettuccine and linguine. So I can make two noodles that are just slightly different in width. Yeah, but he didn't even go there. Like, he would just rattle off all these pasta dishes. Just these big pastas, like, prepared differently. And this machine didn't prepare pasta for you. Like, it it cooked the pasta base. And then you would have to cook and prepare the dishes yourself. 
But he would assume, like, this is what you can do with this. Yeah, you can also do this with a box of fucking spaghetti. <laughs> Uh, but it was still magical. How how much? So what? It was thirty. So like roughly one hundred twenty dollars. Uh, it it was actually one hundred sixty, and then they cut it to one hundred twenty. Okay. Because it was like one hundred sixty, and they're like, "Wait, Ron, no, it's only." Blah, blah, blah. I'm just because I'm all about making my own fresh pasta. You know, I got my mixer and I got my pasta cutter and all that, but. Yeah, I can use that for other things as well. So I'm trying to figure out where I break even here because yeah, I still have to buy Alan Brown is milk, the... eggs, all that, and 120 So you're talking easily because I can go and buy a box of pasta for a dollar yeah. and probably get two to three meals out of it. Yeah. So we're talking at least 300 pasta dishes before this thing even comes close to breaking even. Right. Yeah, but squeeze. Can you put yeah. actual spinach juice instead of water in your pasta, getting all those nutrients? I don't think it works that way. No, you're just basically getting the color. <laughs> anyway, it was the the device isn't what's at, uh, on trial here. It's the infomercial. Oh yes, and it was fantastic. He'd make, and then he'd start making sausages out of it. You know, it came with the mm-hmm. sausage attachment. He'd put all that meat in there and put in the, the casing that came with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was the romp appeal. Now, he sold a lot of things. He had that uh, drying station. Remember that? It would, like, dry. like like The dehydrator? Dehydrator, yeah. Like, to make, like, you know, Yeah, dry. it looked like that thing that you, that you would get that you could store your creepy crawlers in. It also looked like a five-gallon water jug with shelves in it. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's he'd have exactly Ron, he'd have Ronco knives. He had the pocket fisherman. Remember that one? Like mm-hmm. a little fishing rod. <laughs> he really was not pocket-sized, but he called it that. And then his next, if, if this was his godfather. Is that a Ronco pocket fisherman in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? Both. And now, if, if the pasta maker was his godfather... His godfather, too, was... I match up the wheel on the top like this. It's as simple as this. You put it in the machine, center it. I'll turn around. Mm-hmm. Come over to this machine over here. If you can put that window down for me. My Thank pleasure. you. I'll put it in the machine. I'll slide it back. I'll put up the window. Mm-hmm. And I'll set it. And that's all you have to do. They're getting good Now, over here... I have a chicken that's done. I'm going to put on these barbecue gloves. Now, you get these barbecue gloves. These are washable. They go right in the water. Look at this. Over here, I have a chicken. I'm going to take the chicken out. Set it and forget it. Oh, I, it comes this... with barbecue gloves in case you need to create a kill room and remove someone's organs. <laughs> this might stand as the greatest, most influential. You're right. This is... His godfather, this too. His godfather, too. Yeah. This is on the tape. The, the pasta maker, like I said, I said a while back, I had a VHS tape of just infomercials on, just in case there's nothing on at that time, <laughs> that if I need the false tape, I would throw some infomercials in the VHS. I might watch them tonight, because I really chill. got enamored. I want to finish the the Bullet Express one, just to see what, what goes on there. I watch this whole thing straight through. Eventually, his daughter shows up. She's got a 15-pound turkey. Right. They're making fish. They're making cakes, upside down, pineapple upside down cakes. 
you can cook your mashed potatoes and baked beans on top because the thing is so goddamn hot. <laughs> and no, nothing says safety first. Like you can cook your food on the surface of this. Right. Set it and forget it. The the it opens up with testimonials, of course, about how many all these people that lost weight by eating this low calorie, high protein diet, which completely basically shits on his last product of the pasta. All carbs, maker. yeah, right. <laughs> you um, got too fat eating pasta for every meal. And they ramble, like, you, how we go on our tangents and just ramble on, there was literally five minutes of just chubby people in the audience talking about how they just lost 20 pounds in 30 days, which, by the way, is not good. <laughs> if you lose 20 pounds in 30 days, you're dying. Well, unless it's okay. water weight. You never know how fat these people are. Well, <coughs> How, what did what did this cost? This machine right. should sell for over four hundred dollars. You know you're not going to spend four hundred dollars for it. Not three seventy five or three fifty. No. Not three twenty five or even three hundred. Uh uh-uh. Not two seventy five or two fifty. No way. Not two twenty five. No. Or even two hundred dollars. Uh-uh. Like you all may be thinking. Sure. Not a hundred and ninety or even a hundred and eighty. All you spend for this fabulous machine, an over $400 value, all you spend is just four easy monthly payments of $39.95. And look what you get. You're going to get the non-stick basket with every machine. You get the dual heating tray with lid. You get an instructional booklet and video in case you're buying it as a gift for someone. You get the barbecue gloves. You get chicken ties. And of course, during the demonstration, I showed you my new invention. Okay. <laughs> um, this is what I'm talking about, room tone. So he's in a studio with a live audience. So it sounds kind of hollow. It sounds live. And then when you just are in a booth talking into a, a microphone right. and all you have is your voice, you have to kind of mix those two together. It doesn't sound right. That's the perfect example of it right there. They didn't give a shit. No. <laughs> and and this would and they wouldn't even cut it in over a graphic. It would be like over like the like the close up of his hands. They covered an edit and then it would just throw The close in. up of his hands on the non stick basket that's included, Squeezer. That's true. Now however, the kebab rods you had to ask your operator for. Oh right. Okay. But I mean, is it worth the? Uh, what did it come out to? Where did I have it written down? The cost of this fucking thing. It was four easy payments of something, mathing out to be. I mean, either way, I mean, you can cook baby back ribs on this, rack after rack, which I find despicable. You don't, you don't do that. You smoke them, okay? You don't put them on rotisserie and spin them. You don't let the fat drip off your baby back ribs, you monster. <laughs> And then a leg of lamb. So you're talking baby back ribs and a leg of lamb. And these people are losing 20 pounds in 30 days. I'm sorry. You're like your two fattiest cuts of meat. There's uh, a reason the they're delicious. Baby back ribs are also slathered in barbecue oh, sauce. Glazed over yeah. in sugar. This is before they realized sugar is what kills <coughs> us. Oh, and also the low-carb diet. And you have a mountain of mashed potatoes and baked beans on top of your rotisserie that you're going to serve with it. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. 
What about my pasta or my pasta maker? My biggest thing. So watching this, there Put are two the mint things jelly I picked for up. My leg on. of lamb. What? There's two things I picked up on watching this that really stood out. Okay. Um. Well, three actually. All right. So let's start. Let's get a little dirty here. So you got your flavor injector, right? Ooh, so yeah. you're just pumping this thing full of steroids or juice, if you will. Did you watch closely when he introduces his new solid flavor injector that can inject like pine nuts and like whole cloves of garlic and stuff? The the shot that they cut to, the cutaway of how the injector works is like something you would watch in high school health class. Uh. It is the dirtiest image. Go go and watch this. Just find the flavor it's injector. Like alien, it's like ten minutes in. Xenomorph impregnating. And it is you. Don't Bad. watch it with your kids around. Okay. The other thing I noticed: there are at least twenty of these damn rotisserie ovens in the, on this kitchen set, Wait, all he's, running he's at the same time. Every animal that you can eat legally in the United States in a rotisserie oven. And according to them, it only runs at 1,200 watts, which is roughly 10 amps. Yeah. It's about the same as a toaster oven. Yeah. Which means for the amount, though, that they had out there, thankfully they were probably on a soundstage or a studio and probably had to bring generators in. And it's probably blacked out half of the city (laughs) just to shoot this infomercial (laughs) to have these damn things spinning. Well. It had to have been so hot in there. Or, yeah. Now you have you have twenty rotisseries and a hundred fat people, and it's small enclosed space. It had to stink. <laughs> uh, uh, I wish it did. Fi- finally, finally, I and this I I lose my mind because I'm quite particular about this in my meat preparations, and okay. you know I enjoy preparing my meat. Sure. Um. At no point does he ever wash his hands. Wipe his hands. I know well, he's got edits, the heavy duty barbecue gloves. No, he took a turkey, grabbed the turkey, grabbed the chicken, grabbed raw pork, stuffed it on this thing. He doesn't know about cross contamination. There is just, I could just imagine just salmonella just spraying across this kitchen. Everyone that left this place had, had some form of giardia or dysentery <laughs> or. It was just, I just pictured just little salmonella monsters just running all over that kitchen. Here's my question. Yes. Why didn't any of us pick Tracy Jordan's meat machine? We're out of time, though. We've talked an hour, almost and a half, about infomercials. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, probably an hour. We rambled a lot. It's two, probably 20 minutes. It's 2.10 Eastern in the morning. And I might fall asleep listening to you talk about salmonella on the set of Romp Appeals Rotisserie Set and Forget It Ever. Seriously, watch it. Now watch it and notice that he's just walking around just spreading germs. Emerald would not approve. You know how Emerald always made it a point to point out he was washing his hands on Emerald Live? All right, we're going to tangent. We should. What are we talking about next week? Oh, all the things that we wanted but didn't have uh the toys we wanted to have but we just well i don't know if you can have anything on this list you spoiled little fuck i will not apologize i will not apologize for 
the, right. the okay the this lavish was, lifestyle right. that I live. This wasn't a soapbox opportunity for you. Get off get off the box of your really expensive playset and just wait till next week. When we talk about the toys we always wish we wanted, which is pr- practically everything for me, and the three or four that Squeezer never had. But until next week, I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. And enjoy the rad years. <laughs>